What's up, Lotheads? Welcome to another edition of At The Lot. This week we are doing Smalls Talk. I am your host, Cal, and I'm accompanied by the commissioner, the Don. We are both chilling out in the basement. How are you feeling? You feeling as bad as I am? It's a cool 60 degrees here in the basement on a hot summer night. Actually, it's not even hot, but uh, here I am in the basement, both metaphorically and physically. So it's a morning of a night yeah i tell you what like once july hits we'll be happy we're in the basement because it's just gonna be too hot to be chilling out there uh, but we'll go through the rest of the standings no one really cares about us being seventh and eighth i am in seventh by the way i'm a much better team than you but let's just ignore that for right now uh we'll mm-hmm. go with we'll start with the class division uh and t- tied for first we have a dead heat at 46 and 31 between the gunners and the moonlight grams in third place, we have the Golden Domers at 42 and 35. Fourth place, Black Sox. Kind of a sneaky ascension up through the standings. Like I, I know. They were, they were hovering with us for a while. There. Exactly. Yeah, I thought I was ready for Dodge just to sell it off, and he, he you know, stuck with it. He had some call-ups. You know, he had some guys just play really well for him. And he's, he's sneaking in there for the fourth spot, and he's second in scoring. Yeah, if second in scoring, would not have expected that at all. From that Black Sox team, well done. And then in fifth place, we got the Johnny Tribe at thirty-seven and forty. And sixth, sixth place, we have the newbie Drew at thirty-four and forty-three. Moved to the Bigfoot division, and leading the pack again with a forty-six and thirty-one record. The inevitable hardcore, uh, currently one of the very few teams that has a for like points for at over two thousand. Uh, and then in second place. We have Lance's Heat Wave at 44 and 33. We have the Breaking Badgers, the Dire Makers, pretty much at 41, 36. Uh, Ken's Badgers are actually leading in points by a lot. By a lot. Like, I would be pretty cranky about it if I was Ken because no one's even close to me as far as point production, but I am stuck behind Shavs and Lance. That's like he's leading leading by over 200 points uh, from the hardcore. And not only that, uh, nobody's even close with divisional uh, record. Mm-hmm. 25 wins already. So, sneaky third place team right there. Yeah, unfair. If it was, you know, if it was happening to Lancer Mark, I wouldn't feel bad. But, you know, Ken does not deserve it. So, in fourth place, we have the Boys of Summer. Man, it always, I love Alex, but it's tough to see him succeed because he came in, I believe, after me. And it's just a, a cruel reminder of how lame my rebuild is going but he's he's got a great ball club put together um he's got a bright future a while as well in that fourth spot he's already doing pretty well in that tough division and then in fifth place we've got uh, the fanatics who by the way I forgot to mention is tied with boys of summer at 37 and 40 and then yeah. in sixth place we have the wonders at 35 and 42 the phenoms at 34 and 43 and the Desert Dukes bringing up the rear at 33 and 44. And those are your bringing up the rear. Exactly. Bringing up the rear. 
the series nosedive, losing six in a row actively. So mm-hmm. a good day off today is uh, appreciated by the Desert Dukes. Reset. We know how that is. Yeah. Dealing with a three-game losing streak, which is brutal because it was against the Tribe. Scored 40 points on Saturday and still lost. Those are the ones I hate the most. So we're not talking about us. We're talking about the lot. So. Exactly. This is this is an, a community show. I would like to have a podcast all about me, all about I, where I just discuss my woes, but unfortunately, that got canceled. So we're just going to talk about the league. And overall, is there anything that sticks out to you as far as the, the standings? Like, is there something that maybe you didn't expect or just maybe something that, you know, just overall surprises you? Um, what surprised me the most is how quietly the Moonlight Grand snuck in by tying the all-time Sandlot League record of consecutive wins in a row. He hit 13 quietly this month, and nobody saw it. So luckily, we can talk about that on the here on the podcast because that's hard to do. I mean, we've all tried. We get 10, we get 11, 9, you know, all that. But get to 13, obviously, it's only happened a handful of times. And, uh, yeah, that's why he's tied for first place at 46 and 31. Um, sitting there with a 17 and four record, yeah. In the month, oh no, I'm sorry, that's the Gunners. Um, 15 and six was still good. Um, just the Gunners and the Moonlight Grams were just fighting each other back and forth. Um, I think the biggest thing is what the Gunners have done overall for the month that's got them in first place. So, those two, I did not, I mean, the Grams obviously they're reigning champs, but um, the Gunners had a slow start if you remember in April. They're right there with us, uh, and then somehow they've just put it all together. So those are the two that just shocked me mm-hmm. in our division. Over in the uh, Bigfoot, it's kind of leveling out as expected, really. Um, but if I was going on DraftKings or FanDuel to put my money down, I'm putting my money on the Badgers, as we talked about. They are showing that they're better than a 41 16 and generally speaking, you know, in the history of the Sandlot, you don't want to be the number one seed anyways because you seem to get bounced. So if I was putting money down, I'm going with the Badgers, but it's only June. So we'll see where we're at a month from now. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say something that it's not a surprise, but it's more of like a, dang, that really sucks. Like I, I, I hate it happened to me. It'd probably be the Phenoms. Just how much money they spent on the auction. They even like di- like diversified their assets pretty well. It's not like they just went and spent a ton of whack on Will Smith, Austin Riley, all those guys. You know, I mean, it, Andy did spend whack in the auction. He totally did. But you know, he at least had multiple guys he could walk out of there with and be like, okay, I can I can make a run at this. And it just had, yeah, it just has not been working out for him. No, like, no, nothing he can try is working for him. So yeah, feel bad for him there. And, you know, the fact that I spent almost nothing in the auction. I'm pretty sure I spent $0 in the auction. We have almost the same record. So, you know, like, it's just been a string of bad luck for the Phenoms. So I would say that's, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but it's just, you know, that's a bummer. You hate to see it. Um, And then I guess we can move on into, we're getting closer into the playoff picture. Again, it's still a ways away. You know, we got got plenty of time. We're not at the All-Star break yet. But there are some... Some contenders and pretenders that we can kind of discuss. Uh, I don't know if you have your own personal ones, but I have I have some that I've been looking at. And as far as you know, a team 
that's kind of like middling around that can make a run for it. I think if I had to pick any team in this in the entire league, it'd be the Boys of Summer. Um, they honestly, if, like top to bottom, I am jealous of their roster. I I don't think that their record reflects how how good this team is and how good it will be in the future. Um, his his rotation is is just as strong as his offense is. He has a well balanced roster, and it's led by the best player in baseball, Shohei Otani, and that's even overcoming. A guy like J Rod, who I'm sure you know, Alex thought was not going to be doing what he's doing right now, putting up 2.2 points per game, and Bobby Witt putting up 2.2 as well. Those are two like franchise guys that you have on your team, not performing at that level. So he's even been able to overcome that and still put out a good roster. So I think down the stretch, both of these you know these renowned high pedigree guys like Witt and J Rod will figure it out and they'll get better as the season goes on. Um, I think when they do, Alex is going to be a scary, scary team to watch out for. Thoughts on that? Well, I can piggyback that because if you look at all those players, they are underperforming per reputation. You know, you you just talk about Witt and uh, Julio Rodriguez and Riley, mm-hmm. not to mention Dansby Swanson as well. Um, all these guys should be producing a little bit more for what we expect, but not, but. Again, we just got into the summer days, so um, it tends to shift toward the hitters anyways, start getting tired arms. Um, you know, the the heat helps the bats. So I do believe this lineup will level out to be showing what this team is really about. So I can't disagree with you, actually. I'll probably add a little more because of that, not to mention – I mean, when you look at the pitching, they're good, but they're scary, as in they can break any time. Sure, that's um, anyone's, though. I mean, you can look at you know, no, Right. I, only, I I gave you that pause to just yeah. say that, but a guy I was about to say that is mm-hmm. it could be anybody. You know, the only solidified pitcher we all agree is Otani, but even that, he could break any time. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Oh, my but, goodness. Yeah. Um, but again, that could happen with anybody. But overall, this team looks solid to compete. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree. Without a doubt. And then as far uh, as a, a, a pretender is concerned, and that's just a team that is kind of high up in the rankings and maybe probably by end of season won't be, um, just because maybe they had a strong April or something, you know, something that, that really boosted them and they're kind of fading down the stretch. I'd say a good, a good uh, you know, I guess a contender for the pretender slot would be uh, the Domers, unfortunately. Uh, looking at their the way their roster is constructed, there's you know a few bats, and then after that, it gets ugly. There's essentially right now no depth. Um, if you look at the bench, you got Josh Bell, who's putting up like 1.6 a game. I would not feel confident starting him. You got Muncie, who was tearing it up early on, faded away, then got hurt. Um, Ramon, Ramon, I always get bullied for saying this. Is it Urias? Urias? Who cares? Ramon on the Orioles. Um, he, I mean, he was he was doing great for me in another league, but he got hurt, came back, sucked, and now with this, uh, you know, this Westberg call up, it's Westberg is a clone of Mister Ramon here, so I would be very worried of of his future outlook 
in that Orioles infield because the Orioles have just a slew of infielders they can pull from. Um, and then you got Luciano, who, of course, is his minor leaguer. He's got stuffed in the bench. And then O'Neal, uh, who's on the I.L. currently and probably will be for the rest of the year because I think he's just trying to hide from Marmol. Um, and then you got Joey Weimer, who was a good pickup when he got called up and then faded back away. So a lot of guys that played well early on got the Domers to where they are now. You know, I think Dom- our last show, I think Domers were leading the division. And they've, they were. Yeah, and they've... Yeah. Or tied or something like that. Yeah, and they fell off big time. Um, and I don't see it getting better as the season goes on. That's the scary part. So, yeah, I'd say for right now, looking at the standings, he'd be a pretender, and I would defer to you as to your thoughts on that. Uh, I think he's going to hold on. I mean, he might fall to the fourth seed of the division. He's, I, I still think he has enough ammo to compete because if you're just categorized by the lineup, Pete Alonso was hurt for a little bit, so he's coming back. Uh, he is obviously the core of the lineup. Um, like Melendez is underperforming, obviously. You, you've got a lot of you got some holes, like you said, but again, these bats are going to start warming up a little bit, and I think he's going to be saved by, we'll say, the weakness of the division to at least make the playoffs. I just feel, I feel like Johnny's going to get an itch at some point. He's going to see he's on the outside looking in, and he's just going to go on a frenzy come deadline, and he's going to have a much better team. I just I feel like that's going to happen. And as the domers go down, the tribe go up. Maybe maybe there's you know a, big, a shakeup in that in that seating. But yeah, overall, I think you're right. I think looking at it, yeah, they'll probably hold on. Might be a first round knockout when they get there. Might be limping through to the finish line. But looking at the division, how it's structured right now, I, you're probably right. But overall, it is interesting to see them in third place the way they are because they had such a strong, you know, beginning of the season, and then it just kind of really fell off. You bring up the tribe, and it scratches my head. I thought they were sellers um, with the trade they just went down with. That's a good point, actually. That's a good segue. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're getting rid of an ace of an ace. Are but, you done? I mean, you're literally three years out of the playoffs. I would say What's no. What's going on? I would say absolutely not. Because the thing is, there's no whack in this entire league. We are all whackless at this point. And you can't, it's not like whack rolls over. You can't just go get more whack. So for him to deal Eovaldi, which again, you're right, is an ace, but is a pitcher who can break down. And that's, I mean, I traded him to Johnny knowing he was an ace, knowing he couldn't help me, but also feeling like, you know, Eovaldi is not this level that he's producing at right now, but he is producing, so he's very he is valuable. Um, but I don't twenty five dollars whack is like a hundred due like the scarcity of it right now. So I think that kind of means Johnny is wanting to maybe diversify, and maybe he sees somebody out there. Maybe he wants to pick up you know a, a spec that might get called or prospect that gets called up. You know there has been a couple recently. Um, I mean, so. you say you say the whack is scarce, but it depends on the team. Yes, there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that have five or zero dollars. Mm-hmm. But then you're, I'm looking at now the tribe at 25, the winners are 22. Moonlight Graham, Paws, um, Dukes, and the bond, uh, bail bonds, all with about 20, 20, uh, Miss Hardcore at 20 dollars too. So there's still a plethora of teams that. Are 
able to capitalize on call-ups or, or fixes for the playoffs. But for the price of a Yovaldi, I'm scratching my head because you need that pitcher for the playoffs. And yet, I, and I, again, they're vulnerable. I get that. But that looked like a lot. It's true. Today, you know, a month from now, he could be a genius. Because I mean, at least at least he can say you know he's getting he's getting judged back, you know, because he's right right now he's on his IL just chilling. Um, so he's he's gonna get judged back. Uh, Ellie got called up currently on absolute fire. That yeah one, yeah yeah yeah. He, I thought we weren't I thought we weren't talking about hey us. hey hey. I wasn't gonna do a whole spiel about Ellie. I I promised that, but I can at least mention the a, guy's name. I can mention his name. That's I all out. Oh okay, I just figured it out, dude. Um. I always thought that where here we are going to talk about Ellie. I think it was a personal thing because he was doing everything against me this weekend. Oh, it just don't know. Maybe Subconsciously, that I was feeling him even more. That would explain. That explains it. a lot. It's like, why do I hate this guy right now? Now Massive I know. hater. No, I think he's <laughs> well. You watch too much LB Network, and that's all they play. They just play Ellie highlights all day. So that would get tiresome after a while. It turns into like a CIA, you know, mind like a brainwashing video. At a certain point, they just force you to watch Ellie. Just you know, run really fast and like look at this, look how fast he is. So yeah, I, that would be annoying. But overall, Ellie, incredible talent. I did. I will say this: I dissed on him earlier in the year. I think if you go back, let's to the draft pod. I think I cited that I was concerned. I had major concerns about him because he was a very high strikeout guy, and he also had um, a very high BABIP. So it means that he was you know missing a lot, and when he was making contact, he was able to get it in play at a very high clip. That usually means he's going to regress back down. Early April, I looked like I felt. I felt like a genius. Early April, I'm like, dude, Ellie sucks. I knew it. And then out of nowhere, becomes one of the best, probably number one prospect in baseball. Comes up, lights the world on fire. Almost single handedly takes his team to first place. Unbelievable. Like I, I am now no longer an Ellie hater. I'm not a truther. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, elite, but. He is incredible for right now. He is incredible. He is a great right, talent. Calm down. Um, hold on. He's incredible. Stop. Calm down. He walked in day one. Had you're the hardest about, hit ball in the Reds. About, he walked in day you one. You were talking about the National League Central Division. Okay. It's, come on. <laughs> Two things. He walked in day one, hits the hardest hit ball on the team all year, then runs the fastest. It sounds dumb. Sounds like but honestly, look. At the end of the day, you just got to be a caveman and be like, he hit ball far, he run good, and that's baseball. And he does them both. So, you know what? Maybe he is good. Maybe I'm the idiot. That oh, looks at no. stats too much. That's, no, that's fine. But that little tag that you put in there, he he's incredible. The, he did. Who's to the doing top it? of the division. Joey Votto on AAA did? Ah, come on. We're spending too much time on this. But anyway, yeah. no. well, why don't we do that? Joey Votto's back. Maybe it's Votto that has brought this. He team came up, up mid streak. That couldn't have happened. He came up mid streak. He came up with a cowboy hat and everything mid streak, and just acted like he got them there. Be like, yeah, what's up? I did. I hit two home runs in you know five days. Yeah, I mean, I love Joey, but come on, let's get real. Get real. So okay, we're done with the red section that we never included in this. Um, we didn't even really discuss the trade. For those who weren't, who maybe were trying to pick up on context clues, the trade was between the Moonlight Grams and the Tribe. The Moonlight Grams sent to the Tribe $25 whack and former Cleveland Indians legend Corey Kluber. Um, I wonder if there's maybe some sentimental value there. 
for Johnny. I imagine there there was. There usually is. And the tribe and the tribe send to the Moonlight Grams, the first place Moonlight Grams, the Rangers ace and probably one of the best pitchers in the AL right now. I'm not saying he will be in the future, but is right now Nathan Eovaldi. So Moonlight Grams already in first place getting ace on their staff. Humongous get for them. It did cost them some precious whack to get it, but I think both teams will end of season come out on top. But it all depends on what Johnny does with this whack because he went from zero to twenty five. I feel like he has a plan. I don't. I don't think he'd be doing that and just be like, "Well, now what? Let's see what happens." So well, are... ultimately, if you look at the the whack situation, mm-hmm. Moonlight Graham look like a genius because oh no, now they're down to forty eight dollars of whack. They could afford it. It was like a sure pitcher. Totally. Basically. Totally. I mean, yeah. So I mean, he basically went in the auction and just spent 25 bucks on Evaldi. He just did a late auction. That's all it was. That's genius. But anyways, so we're going to move on to our, our next little segment. It's going to be Studs and Scrubs. Not that, you know, original of a name. You kind of get the gist of it already. Uh, this, basically what this is going to be is just players who, as far as studs are concerned, players that maybe weren't um, supposed to be impact players on these playoff teams or potential playoff teams that ended up, you know, being a first half hero essentially. So um, I don't think the commissioner, I don't think has any involvement with these guys. This is my list that I did. So I'll have him. I'll bounce this off of him in real time. We'll get his. That's fair. The freshest yep. of takes. You know, we don't get fresher takes than oh. what we're about to display for you guys. It's all we do. We deliver hot, steamy. Fresh takes for you. And then we got the scrubs. Right out of the oven. Yeah, right out of the oven. We got the scrubs. And this is the scrubs can be on any team. They can be on bad teams. Team, they can be on good teams. I'd not include your guys because they had to stick out. They had to be a guy that like was supposed to be elite and sucked. I feel like all your guys were supposed to suck and did suck. And then you have Marcus Stroman, who was good. So I, I did not include your guys in this list. I don't even have Onion on this list. I just left that alone. We're going to go through the list right now. We'll start with the Scrubs. And we have J-Rod. We have J-Rod for the Boys of Summer. Um, Julio has just been... I mean, look, I was all in on Julio. I thought sophomore slumps just did not exist for this guy. Turns out, dead wrong. Should have thought that through maybe a little bit more than just you know getting lost in his amazing eyes. That was my own dumb fault. And we, next up we have Kyle Schwarber for the first place Gunners. And I bet you going into the season, I don't think Aaron thought that Schwarber was going to be doing what he's doing right now. Um, kind of been a bit of a dud. He's putting up like two a game right now. However, it is June, and Schwarber usually does well in June. So he may have peaked, unfortunately, for Aaron. Um, and that's just a, a statistical thing for Schwarbs. Once June hits... He learns how to hit, so it might get worse from here. Next up, this is an obvious one. I thought about leaving off the list just because it felt mean, uh, but we have to go with Alec Manoa. I have to put him on here. I'm sorry. And that so was... are we just not to interrupt? Are you are we just making names, or are you going to say why they're duds? I am saying why they're duds. Schwerber, bum. Because put up Schwerber, two games. Talk to me. I mean, yeah, his batting average sucks, but whose isn't? Oh, let's talk about his bat. It's what points are you giving? What are you doing for me? You may have 20 homers, but it doesn't help me when you strike out four times like you did on June 22nd, Kyle. 
That does not help me at all. Like, I'm going to put you in the lineup every day because when I don't put you in the lineup, you're going to go yard. But I also know you're probably going to strike out three times. That's for, I mean, it's, it's, it's not what I wanted from Kyle Schwarber. That's what he does. That's, that's why I'm kind of shocked with that one because that's what he does. I mean, that's what he's always done. That's I think, nothing new. I, that's just fair. That's fair. But because I, I guess last year, I didn't really, oh my goodness. I didn't know that. Last year I had 200 strikeouts. Would you guess that? 200 strikeouts for Schwarber last year? Yeah. Yeah. I owned a dude for a little bit. Oh, that's fair. I don't own him. Well, you know what? Bad call. That's why we have another guy here to keep me in check. That's why we do what we do. So, you know what, Aaron? I'm sorry. Schwarber just sucks. He's not a scrub. He just isn't very good. So, fair enough. I will strike that. He belongs on the pause because, you know, he's supposed to suck, but you get some points out of him once in a while. I I think in my head I I kind of, you know, put Schwarber on a higher level and – you know, he ends up falling short of that. That's my own fault. So well, here's I can't a, here's blame Schwarber for that. And I could be wrong. This is totally assumption, but mm-hmm. maybe it's because when it counts, Schwarber delivers. I think I'm thinking of just yeah. World Series playoff games, and I'm just like yeah, Schwarber is amazing. But when it when it really matters, but overall collective stats, putting it behind your card, it's uh, it's average. Yeah, don't ask him to go three for four in May. That's just not going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen. Four yeah, not going to happen. I don't think he's ever gone through before. Yeah, exactly. So we have that. And then we have, let's see here. Like I said, we have the Phenoms with Alec Manoa. Listen, when you spend 70 bucks on a guy and he gets de- like sent down midseason, he's going to make this list. That's just, Leave Andy Malone, man. Look, I, I made the list. I have to. I have to do this. Legally, I have to do this. Otherwise, I should not be allowed to make the list. Okay. Next up, That's we fair. have. <laughs> next up, we have the even more expensive gentleman, Austin Riley. Now, Austin wow. Riley is playing well. I will give you that he's playing well in the sense of like he's doing okay. He still has an OPS of seven seventy. He still has thirteen homers. But when you are spending like a hundred and twenty dollars a whack, and you get two point two one points per game in production, that would tick me off a bit. That would get me a little bit riled up. In fairness, he wasn't going to get the value of the whack in the, in the first place. True. So you have to. Fair. It's, it's always going to be scrub like. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, okay. So he overpaid, but he's got Riley for life. You know what I'm saying? So no. you, you have to. You you have to spread that whack out for his entire career. I'm not saying this is not the segment of, of like, you know. <laughs> This is a dynasty segment. This is a right now segment. This is what you get when I'm not prepared. I'm just, I'm just flying with you. Well, I also didn't lay the groundwork for this bit at all. That's so, That's you know, true. this is my own fault. Next up, we're going to the next one. Austin Riley is a scrub right now. This second. That's why I say J Rod is not a scrub. He's just underperforming. That's all. That's all it is. Riley not performing to what I think we all expected out of him because right now he's like the 17th highest points per game third baseman. For those that qualify, not amazing. Not amazing at all. So, and also, not what I'm spending my, my whack on. Hmm. So, I would be disappointed. J-Rod, I feel like, you know, obviously, an incredible dynasty asset. Everyone would be, you know, just salivating to get this guy on their team. But he's scrubbing it up right now. He's just being scrubby. Simply all there is to it. Next up, we have Dylan Cease putting up 4.72 a game. Not great as a pitcher. 
I mean, his K rate's still there. The walks rose up a little bit. Uh, he's given up. He's given up runs. You know, it's not great for him. He's three and three right now in the season, which again, wins and losses, pretty lame. But unfortunately, we do score them, so they do matter. For him to only be three and three on the season, that's a bummer for a guy who last year was just unbelievable as far as points were concerned, just striking out dudes left and right. Um, so the Black Sox kind of getting a bit of a regression on Dylan Cease there. I don't think it'll be like that forever, but for right now, it definitely is. And then on the same Black Sox team, we have Tim Anderson. Timmy, I say this because I also own, I have a share of Tim Anderson. He's never really gone below two points a game since like 2018. That's like the last time he was below that mark. Right Mm -hmm. now, he's barely scraping over a point a game. That is brutal. He, I mean, he's he is supposed to be at least a top 10 shortstop, like in the league. And so far, he's hard to even start in a 16-teamer. So I definitely put him in the, in the scrub category. Sorry to pick on Dodge a little bit. but Well, what surprises me <clears throat> with him is two things. One, he only has eight bags in the year of the alleged stolen base scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be way past that. Yeah. But then you look further. Um, he um, only has 50 hits, uh, batting, where is he, 239. So you're not getting on base. You're not stealing bases. So I don't know what's going on with him. But just face card here, totally underperforming. Shocked I'm looking at it right now and seeing yeah, that. Yeah, like, he's making me mad. Yeah, I own him. I can agree me that. real mad. But because I gave – you know the 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 lovely reward of two scrubs to the Black Sox. I will then try and undo that by moving over to the studs. And this is a gentleman who we all knew was going to be elite, but we didn't know he's going to be elite this quickly. Corbin Carroll. The Black Sox are reaping the rewards on the Corbin Carroll selection. And dude, he's on aka a little giant. Yes, Corbin Carroll is unbelievable. I thought he was better than Gunner going into it because I think. Like Dodge and I even had talks, and you know we're like, "Who do you go with?" And I'm like, "Dude, you got to go with Carroll." But a lot of leagues, I mean, you know, Carroll was 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 unfortunately below Gunner at times. So yeah, I feel good that Carroll is as elite as advertised. Like that's good for baseball. It just sucks that I don't have him. I have no shares of Corbin Carroll anywhere, and I hate it. And I don't even want to ask anyone for it because I'm just going to get told to screw off. So shout out Dodge. Do they have? Um... Oh, the press, the press books. Do they have the bios on the Bat Boy stuff? Because I guarantee half of the league's Bat Boys are bigger than he is. He's a very small gentleman, but I tell you what, when he's going full speed, he looks big. He looks fast, and also his hair makes him look taller as well. Because when that hair is going back, he looks like crazy horse, like the crazy horse statue. He looks incredible. Uh, he's he's a well built young man. This can't be right. Fantrax has him at five ten. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's because he's a string bean. He's 165. That's a that's a small man. 5'10", 165, that's a small guy. To be like a, an elite baseball player like that, he's a small little guy. So moving on into the our next stud, our first half hero, if you will, Yandy Diaz on the hardcore. Dude, if you're a big baseball savant guy where you look at the, the nice little, the, the little metrics where you're like, this guy's swinging strike rate, his chase rate, his bop-da-bop, his boop-da-boop. 
and you look at the nice little red circles, you want the red circles on Baseball Savant, this dude is, a, he's like a Ferrari on there. Everything's red. It's beautiful red for Yandy Diaz. He's hitting the ball hard. He's not chasing. He's doing everything right. And tell you what, when you do all that right and you play three positions, you are a stud. And you're a first-half hero for old Marky Shaw, Marky Mark. And he is lighting it up right now. I think he's, I think he's like top like 10 as far as points, which unbelievable. I would not have get if you just like asked me who would have been like what, a top 10 guy. I would not throw him in there. So Yandy Diaz lighting it up right now. Next up, we have the – yeah, I, I could not believe Yandy was doing as well as he was. Next up for the Gunners, our first-place Gunners, who, by the way, already had a scrub. I will, they will redeem themselves with a stud with Christian Walker. Uh, I think he was a former paw. I hate to rub salt in that wound, but I, I feel like Walker was somewhere else before he was a gunner. Uh, Walker is good. Did I trade him to him? I believe I did. Uh, I could be wrong. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, fun fact, I have the trade right here. So he looks like he was on the heat wave beginning of the year. Heat wave traded away Jose Quintana, Martin Perez, Christian Walker. And the Gunners gave up round one, pick 10 of the 2023 draft. I don't recall who went pick 10, so I don't know if that was good or bad. Lance probably dealt it anyways, so probably not a big deal. So, you know. Well, if you're, if you're looking, I'll look. Draft results of this year? Mm-hmm. Of this year. Now, let's see how quick my computer can go. While we're waiting on then... that, we'll talk about Christian Walker. Mr. Walker, Texas Ranger, is putting up three points a game. He's got an OPS of 867. 15 dongs, which are homers, and 51 strikeouts to 28 walks. The guy's got play discipline. He's getting on base. He's doing it consistently. He's hitting for power, and he's doing it pretty anonymously because I don't think he's been talked about enough at all within the media. But I'll talk about him here. Shout out to the Gunners having a great haul, I think, out of this whole thing. And while we're still in the Gunners... Well, hold on. And and appropriately, if anybody watches any highlights... He plays for the Gunners, and when he hits a dinger, he whips out the Gunners with the with the pistol off his hip. So oh, nice, cool. dude! Nice, <laughs> nice call. I didn't hey, even know that. Um, you're right. Uh, number ten pick was traded away to the Black Sox. That's it. where we had to. I knew it. All sit, sit back and put our feet up because the Black Sox Black Sox had four picks in a row. With the number ten pick, Ezekiel Tovar was drafted. Oh well, there you go. I don't I know mean, what they gave up. To the heat wave, on the heat wave got, but that's where we're at. Yeah, not surprised that that was dealt. I mean, that, that's just the MO of the heat wave. And mm-hmm. we're staying with the studs. We got another guy who, going into the season, did not think he was going to be doing as well as he is doing. Kevin Gosman for the Gunners, yet again. The Gosman is lighting it up currently. Um, mm-hmm. he is He's putting up like 8.75 a game. He's got 127 Ks and 98 innings. He's 7-3 on the season. When this dude goes out there, it's win day for the Blue Jays. It's win day for the Gunners. Everyone's happy except for his opponent. So, shout out. I mean, I mean, he's got two studs on this list. He does have a scrub, though. So, Aaron's not totally scot-free. But there's a reason these Gunners are, you know, vying for that first-place slot against the Moonlight Grants. Next up on our list, we have a guy that I did not expect to ever utter his name, especially for what we're discussing. Verdugo. What the heck is Alex Verdugo doing here? 
but I can't leave him off because he's doing he's put up three a game. And he has a lot of playing time. It's not like he just like got hurt, played well, you know, for like a little bit. No. He's hitting three hundred. You know, he's he's not a lot of pop, let's be honest here. But the play discipline is there. Thirty eight Ks to twenty eight walks and two hundred eighty four at bats. You know, like he's he's got he has twenty four doubles. Where did the pop come from? I mean, maybe it's, well, it's, it's Fenway. Yeah. It's Fenway. But still. I was going to say, well, he, he, I watch, obviously, I watch a ton of Red Sox games. Mm-hmm. He hits the ball wicked hard. I mean, he really does. So, wicked hard. Um, the, the monster just gets belted by him. So, mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me on that. And yeah, I mean, could he have more pop? Yes. Uh, he should, in my opinion. But he makes up for, for just putting the ball where they just ain't mm-hmm. you know i mean he's he's fun to watch i'll just say so it doesn't surprise me that he has these numbers but it does surprise me that he doesn't have as much pop that he should have but definitely i'll take it because he's he's just fun to watch he's a good ball player i mean good. he's a good player i should say too he's fun to watch i'll say it that way yes without being too much and then do you still have the draft thing pulled up, by the way? You still have, like, the 2023 draft? No, no, but I can get there. I was running around here. So could, you you maybe, could you maybe pull up who was picked in round three at pick number seven and who and who got him? Because I think that might be our final stud. Whoops, hold on. I went the wrong How did I get there? That's hilarious. Stand by. Play some music. I bet you um, I can guess who it is. I'm going to guess right now. Is it Mr. Kikuchi? Yes, it is. It is Yusei Kikuchi. He's a Sparp and was taken in the third round and honestly overperforming big time. But when you have a reliever putting up like six a game on a team that's trying to like make a playoff run, that is so vital, especially with a team that has Jack Flaherty. And Jack Flaherty's a bum. And also a team that has Otani. Otani has these weird start schedules. So... For for Alex's boys of summer to have a Kikuchi in there that he can just throw in their leaf spot spot and actually perform and throw, basically just like be a bridge in between Otani and Flaherty being awful. That's huge. Yeah, I'm there. Are you there? I thought I lost you. Yeah, what happened there? I had nothing happened there. Well, I was totally the time. Uh, after perform, it just went blank. Oh. Um, all right, so, so good time. Anyways, Kikuchi, um, you don't need him. He just went 39 pick overall. 39 pick overall. A great third-round pick that a lot of people will just throw away that pick. And Alex is doing a lot with that. So definitely a stud, a underrated stud. I don't think that's someone that you know is high up on the, on the rankings at all for anybody. But for utilization on a specific team, I think it's a good combination. So, Mr. Kikuchi, congratulations. Alex, congratulations. Happy marriage. And that is it for our scrubs and our studs. I think we have a particular game coming up. Game of the year. Everyone's favorite game of the year. The yeah, Futures game. The only game that matters in the entire year. Do you by chance have the rosters pulled up? Because I will go digging for those rosters. we got to discuss this. Because it seems like it's a pretty stacked house for... Which, where is it at? It's in Seattle? Yes. It's going to be in, in Seattle. Seattle. Okay. It's going to be a stacked house. The stars are out um, in Seattle. I'm looking at the American League right now. Um, I don't even know how you want to go about this. Go with the, just the studs, or you want 
Ross they're all me. studs. That's a trick question. But <laughs> in fairness, um, looks like we're gonna have Jackson Holiday, um, Marcelo Mayer, Mr. Jackson Churio, James Wood, a green onion. Oh, Jackson Holiday, a green onion. Oh, Churio, wish he was a green onion. Uh, Jordan Lawler, another like elite top prospect. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, who somehow like measled his way into the top ten of these MLB rankings. I don't know how that happened. Um, but he is playing really well. He's a really good. I mean, he's a great prospect, but he he just he just kind of like out of nowhere got himself in there. I guess after all the graduations that occurred, um, and there will be some pitching there as well. Looks like we're gonna have Kyle Harrison, Mick Abel, Tink Hence. Hence was like Hence was hurt earlier in the year, so I'm surprised they even like let him go. I thought maybe they would at least rest him up as much as they could, but they said screw that. Um, and and a lot could, of could be a little trade bait. Probably. Hey, wait, hold on. Well, no, definitely not. <laughs> Let's chill hey, out on that. Cardinals, one. Cardinals need to do something. I'm just saying they would they probably trade the veterans or get rid of an outfielder or something. Goodness me, if we're not trading yeah, Tinkens. Tinkens states. Mason win states. Got to remember. Teams need pitching more than they need outfielders. All these guys stay. It's not a big deal. We'll get pitching. We have. We're not going to give them Tink Hens when we can just call up Tink Hens. We're talking real baseball, not fantasy here. I know. Um, <laughs> let's see here. There's some. There's some lower guys that like you know that aren't that exciting for lot purposes, but are exciting to me personally. Like I'm not going to discuss them because I don't want you guys to know who I like. So I'm trying to stick with the guys that are actually owned. Um, so like Manzardo will be in the game. Um, I, I'm looking so, forward. I'm looking forward to uh, Harry Ford playing with the homeboys playing that, in Seattle. That so. will be cool. That's always fun when you have a guy who's you know everyone gets to like see them in the stadium, the big leagues, pretty much against all the stars. That is pretty cool. And okay, yes, go ahead. American League coaching staff, you ready for this? Harold Harold Reynolds is going to be the manager, of course. Jay, this is awesome. I'm getting goosebumps. Jay Buner is a first base coach. Nice. Mike Cameron, third base coach. Oh, my Alvin goodness. Coach. Jamie Moore, pitching coach. What? Dave Val, bench coach. Are you kidding me, dude? This is loaded. All they're missing is like Ichiro and Griffey. That's crazy. What is what is staff? That is awesome. You imagine oh, that was that. just weird. Let's see who's in the National League. Maybe they are. Hold on. Uh, oh, oh, dude. National League. Raul Banyas is managing. Adrian Beltre is a bench coach. Nice. Felix is a pitching coach. Don Otero as a quality control coach. Who needs a quality? What, what the hell is that? that did, I mean, that's just that's just a fake thing they made up so that way they could he could hang out. Joe with Paniero, Henry Reed, Dan Wilson, Randy Wynn. So no, they didn't, they didn't get Griffey. How many paws are on there? Mike Cameron, Beltre, Felix, all paws, right? I don't think I ever had Felix, but uh, no, there's Maybe a, you're trying to get Felix. Some serious Mariners going. They have some good ball players. That's awesome. Mike Cameron was one. Yep. That's awesome. Um, if we were playing fantasy, I'm sure I would have had Harold Reynolds. Um, Jamie Moyer, maybe for a minute. I don't know. I'd have to look. But, but pretty exciting. Yeah, the full rosters have not been announced. They're just like kind of snippets as far as the big names that are going to be there. So No, no, it's on. I'm looking it is? at the full roster. Well, now. what the? Yes. I got this lame article that sucks. What do you have uh, I don't have? I'm on MLB.com. They, they released was, it tonight. I was on there. I think while we were, oh, while we were, I found it. This is a much better article. What the heck was I doing before? Uh, Drew Gilbert, sick. Let's look at some pitching here. 
Lame. Petit um, Lame. As far as names, yeah, I mean, not huge prospect names. I mean, I know them, but they're not like, oh, dude, we got to watch him. Um, Andy Rodriguez. Ooh, that's exciting. Andy Rodriguez. Have, have him make an audition. Now that Henry Davis is up in the big club, he's got to be like, hey, there's room for me too, dude. I like Andy a lot. I really do. I think he's going to do well, no matter where he goes. I don't know what the Pirates are going to do with two like elite catching prospects. I, I mean, what do you even do there? I guess just... Swap him out like it's Jake Fromm, Justin Fields. I don't know. It's just like every inning you just swap him out. I have no no clue. Just do it. Exactly. 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 Um, It'll work. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'd be cool to see. But it looks like the the NL pitching staff is has a lot more names that I want to see than the American League. That's for sure. Because you got Mick Abel, Kyle Harrison, Tink Hens, Mizorowski, Schwellenbach. Um, I mean, all these names I feel like pretty. That sounds like a fun watch. So, definitely cannot wait for this. Yeah. It is the best day Carson of the year. Wizard Hunt, I have in one of my other leagues. So, that's, mm-hmm. that'd be fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Ties us over to the Fall League, basically. So, pretty much. Pretty yeah. Much. <laughs> so, that just about I mean, wraps it up for us. Well, th- those that don't know, that's uh, what is that? That's July 8th, Saturday. Yes. Thank um, you for saying um, that because I totally forgot. The- on the peacock. Not that we're promoting for that, but Yeah. What a what a freaking disaster that is. But before we go, is there one thing you would like to add, Kamish? Yeah. Um we talk about the futures and we talk about studs, we talk about all that. Uh, a lot of this has to come to an end eventually. And figured I owed it to the grandfather of all grandfathers. Fathers of all fathers, singers of all singers, pitchers of all pitchers. Adam Wainwright is going to be released effectively this evening to make room for the future of the pause. So I figured I'd pay tribute and do it while we're online and on live. Well, actually, pre recording, but headed to my roster currently right now. The time currently on the 26th of June is. 9.45 Central Standard Time, and I'm approaching my roster with Adam Wainwright. Buddy, it was been real. It's been awesome. But you're 41 years old. looks like you're 51 years old, and I'm 51 years old. So um, time to hang it up, brother. One year too late, I say. So thanks for all the memories. I'm going to continue. Nope, submit drop. Boom. Haven't done that in a while. And he'd be gone. If anybody wants him for the playoffs, have at it. There Horribly it is. Sad day. Horribly sad day. We have lost sucks. a titan of the industry. Uh, a man who belongs in the Cardinal Hall of Fame will definitely be in the Iron Paw Hall of Fame. You probably, Damn, you probably need to get, more. you need to make an Iron Paw Hall of Fame at this point because I mean, you got plenty of oh, guys. I could exactly. I could easily do it. <laughs> yeah. I got a bunch of Hall of Famers in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. So, oh my, horrible day. But turning the page, you got Yuri Perez effectively. It's true, you know, maybe a couple, maybe a couple outings too late. But what the hell? We're in basement, anyways. But let's let the play, let the kids play. Future is bright yeah. for the Iron Paws. And with that, I just literally just scaled my uh, age average down from fifteen years, probably with that move. <laughs> uh, you got a couple guys to go before we get to. Let's not let's not get too hasty. Come on. Dude, I just went from forty-one. I went from forty-one years old. Where's Nelson to Cruz? 20. Where's Nelson Cruz? 
Uh, See, do you have Nelson Cruz? No, I got him. Okay, well, never mind. Different league. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Um, We're in too many leagues together. Oldest, we gotta we gotta take care of that. Too many leagues together. My oldest guy now is McCutcheon at thirty six. That's not bad. That's fair. I mean, McCutcheon's playing. The dude's got two point three average. I'll I'll take that for yeah. how old he is. Yeah, that's fine. That's uh, my oldest pitcher is Stroman at thirty two. So pretty good actually. Catching that's really good there, for you. So. With that, so Adam, yeah, I definitely pour my average of age. With totally, that totally. But dude, that was weird. That was so weird. Adam, All right. We I don't know. You. We miss you, Uncle Charlie. It was nice yes. knowing you. You gave you us. You retired a year ago, damn it. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. You gave us many, many memories. You gave us many curveballs. You gave us anthems. You gave us wonderful summer days in the morning. On nice day games where you wore the cool cream colored jerseys and you struck out three and you went four and a third and gave up five. I will miss that, Adam. I will miss you. I will miss you and 12 Chris 6 curveball, baby. 12 6 curveball. Greatest curveball the world has ever witnessed. Fight me on that one. I bet you I will when win. When it was on. I will win, no matter who wants to beat me on that one. And yes, it's a sad day for America. It's a sad day for Paw Nation. It's a sad day for Cardinal Nation. And said it for me. And with that, good night. One day they won't. One day they all have lives of their own. You better hold close. Let them know wherever they go, there'll be love. Time waits for no one. One day the years will go by and be gone. So just don't let them stay long as they want Just one day